Oh. My light bulb just went out. Can you still see me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. Do you want me to start and say welcome back and ask you how you're doing? That's how we can... All right, welcome back to Point of Do. This is episode do, episode do. This is how we're starting. This is episode two. Justin, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Nick. Um, I'm happy that we've made it to episode two. <laughs> we're really, we're making strides. Look at us. Really out here. How's your week been? My week was good. It, the rain in the Boston area has just been ridiculous. Like it's been such a rainy summer, I feel like. I don't know how you feel, but I agree. Um, I feel like, yeah, no, I kind of just realized that this week, like a bunch of customers at work were being like, oh yeah, the, the rain is like, yeah, I guess it really has been a rainy summer. It's also been, it's also halfway over. Yeah. I don't like to think about that. I'm like excited for my birthday, July 31st, but like always whenever my birthday rolls around, it's like, oh crap, there's only one month, one more month of summer left, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. No, I'm excited for your party. We're going to get lit. Just kidding. I don't drink. Um, but <laughs> I feel I'm glad that it's raining this summer and not last summer, because I feel like if we were just coming out of quarantine in the spring or not even coming out, if we were still in quarantine in summer 2020 and we had to go into quarantine or come out of quarantine in the spring and then go stay in quarantine in the summer, like and it rained all summer, I feel like I don't know. I might have lost my mind because being outdoors helped so much. Yeah, I agree. I've been learning that I actually, I used to say I love the rain and I still do. It's a nice aesthetic, whatever, but I really do love, I'm, I'm appreciating um, natural light so much more. Um, yes. And I think it took the pandemic to, to teach me that, honestly, just being out and being with people and having it be sunny and warm is just really um something i took for granted before it's incredible how the weather can change your mood too like i like the rain too occasionally but if i'm not i don't have much on my agenda for a day and then it's raining like i just want to stay in bed or stay like on my couch under a blanket watching whatever like just the way it decreases my motivation is just <laughs> oh my gosh i can't believe so Question then, what are your thoughts on thunderstorms? Thunder, well, I like thunderstorms. So so I think they're cool. I've never really been like, you know, I know some people have like a fear of them or like get anxious with them, especially my dog in recent years. But <laughs> I, I like them, like, especially if I'm in an area where like you can see like for miles or see just a general area like outside, like I like looking at like the lightning and I don't know. I, I might be weird and I might be the only one, but I like. No, no, I think that's normal. I, I think I'm the abnormal one here. If a king is inside, I'll tolerate them. I like the idea of them. Oh, if yeah. I'm not, um, if I'm outside, and absolutely not. No, thank you. I also oh, yeah. don't like the if a, if a house is shaking during a thunderstorm, I'm all set. Well, I, I, yeah, I was speaking from a point of I'm indoors and I'm safe, not like, you know, under a tree near an open field. <laughs> 
With your lightning rod? <laughs> with my lightning rod, yeah. Just standing there with my arm up. Yeah, no, that's, believe it or not, that's not something that I do. I, I, I try and be, I'm a risk taker, but that's not really a risk, I'm going to say. God, I love that. <laughs> you know what else I love? The fact that my AirPod is like, keeps popping out of my ear while I talk. This is not it right now. We love so that. If you hear any static, it's me playing with my <laughs> your earbud, your air AirPod back Literally. in your ear. We Literally. Come on, Apple. Well, <laughs> there goes a there goes another sponsor. They're not sponsoring us now. Not that they would have before, but you the know. funny thing is we're on Apple Podcasts. So if you know we get kicked off of there, I blame you. Um I'll take responsibility. Just kidding. <laughs> love you, Tim. Tim Cook. Um, <laughs> what a guy. I honestly do really respect him as a CEO. Um uh I'll get into that we can talk about those who don't know nick is a is an apple fan all the way i respect apple i like them but i prefer android and so it's you know i i get slack all the time for being an android person because you know green text people hate the color green apparently and they can't name their chats and other stuff but uh just so you know ios 15 you'll be able to facetime me so you know hit me up everyone just send me links I will send you a link. In fact, I bet you, or not I bet you, I think in honor of that, we should do one of these recordings on FaceTime the first time that, it, Can you record, that we're able though? to. Can you record on FaceTime? No, scratch that idea. <laughs> <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. I'll, I'll, I own an iPod, though. People are like, what? You have an iPod still? And I, I own an iPod for the strict reason that when people get all twisted and whatever and don't you know it's like oh my gosh you can't facetime you have to use google duo instead for those people i own an ipod so that you can facetime me hey welcome back to the point of view podcast i'm justin i'm nick and on today's episode nick and i talk about the rise in streaming services from movies and TV to music streaming, the increased popularity of reboots, revivals, and spin-offs, and we do an in-depth review of the new iCarly series on Paramount Plus. Warning, spoilers ahead for iCarly. Nick, let's talk about things from our point of view. dedication is there yes and i bought it like three years ago so they're still making ipods did you know that they i've heard there are rumors that there's going to be a new ipod a new generation we love um, that yeah I, as an I'm avid ipod user i'm excited yeah. i mean maybe honestly i think for kids too i think that'd be really good because like i personally don't think i'm gonna sound like I'm 95 years old, but I don't think kids really need to be exposed to texting um, when they're like in single digits. When I, when people come into restor- the restaurant, I see a lot of kids with iPads or like even holding a phone and I'll be like, oh, that must be their parents' phone. And then their mom pulls out their phone and I'm like, oh, that's your phone and you look six. Right. The nine-year-old should not <laughs> have to be exposed to texting, but the mature 10-year-old, absolutely. No. <laughs> exactly exactly i texted on my ipod though like 
before I had a phone, like one Christmas, all my siblings got the iPod touches. That was around when, you know, Temple Run was yeah. a big thing. Oh, and we had, you know, like, and we had texting on it. We texted. Who did we text, though? Well, we texted each other, my siblings mm-hmm. and I. But, you yep. know. <laughs> did you ever play hide and seek um, and give hints on your, through iMessage in the house? Because we used to do that. No, I didn't do that. Because then that defeats the purpose of seeking. <laughs> um. I used, to okay, do with, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with Nintendo DSs, though. Like, did you ever oh my like, God, do the little script? Picto chat. That's what it was Picto called. Chat. We would message each other on the DS. Yeah, that's where it started. And like, it was like yeah. exclusive, too, because you had to make sure you joined the same chat room. And if you didn't, if like other people didn't join that one, like there'd be someone waiting. And so, you know, if you were popular and had multiple DSs, you had to like yeah. go from one room to another. Oh, my gosh. This, is, this was our experience to instant messaging, I feel like. Uh, it really was. Also, I just want to say this was our intro. We're really going for it here. <laughs> this was just this. This was our check-in. This was our how are you, and now we're on picto chat. Yes. Um, the we OG go places. Texting. We oh the places you'll go. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. I did a book mm-hmm. report on him once, second grade, I think. How was that? Theodore Geisel. Ah uh, yes, Theo. Theo. <laughs> Wasn't he in some hot water recently? Let's not get into a controversial yes, topic Yes, he was. Now. Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> we we should at some point go there, honestly, because I don't want to shy away from um, different uh, issues that plague us. We'll go there. One of I them being like... racism, but in our in our intro, probably not. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, because I do think now we have. Honestly, I think we have a responsibility to talk about that topic at some point now that it's been uh, talked about. The headline was basically just six books were retracted from by the publisher for being controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely think we should talk about that next episode. For my intro, I just wanted to say that I, immediately after recording the first episode of this podcast last week, I got a, um, I started getting ads for How to Adult. So um, with that said, uh, Justin, Dan will be your new uh, co-host and I'll see you guys around. No. So podcasting is not adulting anymore? No, I'm just saying that my, our phones are always listening. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. I was like, yes. we were talking about adulting. And then I started getting ads for adulting. So I'll see you around. I visited a friend in Chicago a couple weekends ago, and she talked about a shoe she had bought. And then yesterday I got an ad on my phone. I had never looked this shoe brand up. I have never, like, she never texted me about this shoe brand. And then yesterday I got an ad for with a picture of the same exact shoe that she bought. So that is just, I don't know. That's interesting. Another yeah. interesting topic we could probably talk for hours about. Absolutely. Um, Justin, earlier you did tell me that I was responsible for segueing into our main topic, and you told me to channel my inner Ellen DeGeneres. So our friends at Shutterfly love making dreams come true, so I'm going to make it a perfect segue. Last time we were talking about... Um, Last time we were talking about what it's like to just, you know, graduate during a pandemic and be in that period between 
um, college and employment. And I've been doing a lot of that. I've been doing a lot of sitting on the couch and watching TV shows. So what I wanted to talk about today was a very um, hot topic right now, uh, reboots and spinoffs. And I think a, one that's doing a great job of illustrating what it's really like to be in your 20s is the new iCarly. Yes. So that yes. is what I'm interested in talking about. How is that? Did I do a good job? Yes, you did a very good job. And believe it or not, I'm just going to open my topic up because it is very much related. I was going to say the transition from typical cable to streaming services. So that was what I was thinking of talking about. So look wow. at that. We didn't That's even perfect. share what we were going to talk about. But let's yeah, just we gotta talk, say open that it now. up. Yeah, we got to say that now. Um, we decided um, that we weren't going to share our topics with each other until we were live. So I didn't know that Justin was going to talk about that. That's really cool. That's right. perfect. Wow. The wavelength. We've been targeted by the same ads to think the same way. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but yes, um, I Carly. Yes, I have watched all the way up to episode seven and then my free trial for paramount plus has expired so we'll uh, see what happens there but it's interesting dude, I gotta cancel mine. <laughs> mine technically would have expired on or technically expired on saturday but um yes they have new episodes every thursday they released it a couple of weeks ago with uh, i think three or four episodes i think three um now they're seven episodes in i think they're doing 10 episodes a season um it's interesting um, I watched the show for Jerry Trainer. I think he is a gem. I love him so much. Uh, Spencer is has always been just my favorite character. Um, who knew that spontaneous combustion could be so funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made spaghetti tacos before. Um, Have you? How were yes. they? They're pretty good. I mean, besides from the corn shell getting soggy, which you kind of expect from the sauce it's they're pretty good it's a good combination of flavors and textures and it's it's a time for the palate it's an interesting time for the palate <laughs> have you had meatballs in them because they did do that on one episode they did meatballs not just spaghetti yeah i don't i'm trying to forget this was like i think i was in middle school or high school when we did this high school wasn't that long ago i don't know i, I thought I you meant remember. when the show came out i was like we were in elementary school when the show came out. We were in elementary school when the show came 2007, out? 2007, yeah. Really? No way. Yeah, it was 2007 to 2012. Wow. So middle school it... too, but when yeah. it first came out. Wow. That doesn't, wow, I didn't think it was that long ago. But uh, yeah, I don't know if we had meatballs, but I'm sure that would add another layer of flavor and experienced i'll try it i, I want to try it before our next episode I'll we should you know get together and you know i don't know make a youtube video of us making spaghetti tacos i'm down i'm there anything that involves meatballs i'm down honestly we were um we had meatballs uh, meatball subs on the specials menu the other day and i would be lying if i told you i didn't walk by that vat of meatballs at least 17 times stick a toothpick in there and put one in my mouth i genuinely think i ate half of them so is that loud no <laughs> and then go don't tell anyone like, no one lives, like, no one's gonna hear this <laughs> hopefully not sorry to um my manager um if you're listening but uh yeah then i go up to tables and be like mm -hmm. no i didn't do that <laughs> that part i did not do i have never gone to a table with a mouth full of food i can recommend the meatballs from personal <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, um what do you think about the new iCarly? Have you been watching it? 
I have. I've, I'm up to like episode five. I'm trying to, I'm honestly, I'm more interested in hearing what you have to, if you have any more to say, because um, full disclosure, um, I listened back to the first um, podcast. I listened to the first episode of the podcast, um, which I don't recommend ever listening to yourself. Um, it's horrid, but I'm working on shutting the <laughs> because I felt like I talked way too much in the first episode. So what is your We're making we're making you, progress. We're new at this. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what So what are your thoughts on on like how they're doing the show? Like do you think it's successful? Do you think it's what you wanted to see out of an iCarly reboot? Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Um I wanted to see the characters back. I think the first couple of episodes what they had the task they had to do was tell us where the characters have been because obviously they've grown up. Um, I mean, in real life, um, Freddie, Nathan Kress has like two kids and is married, but mm -hmm. even though he still looks like, I don't know, a little Freddie in my eyes. Um, oh, see, I think he looks like a lot older now. Do you? It's the beard. Yeah, he's you receding. Think it's the beard? Well, he's receding. receding. They're like covering up. Yeah, they're, they're like doing like a comb over thing for him. Really? I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, I don't know. I His face looks the same. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that, you know, their task was catch us up to speed, tell us where Sam is, because Jeanette McCurdy decided not to join the um, the reboot, the revival. Um, she's pursuing other things, and honestly, good for her. Um, but I think it's it's interesting. It's not the same show that we're used to, because actual, like, iCarly web show series within the TV episodes aren't in every episode. Um, right. In fact, I've forgot that the web show is even a thing watching a couple episodes just because the plot just doesn't even have revolve around that anymore. Um, right. I think it's, it's, it's different. Um, I think the writing in the recent episodes that I've watched has been better than the first couple. But again, I think the first couple of episodes, they need to get everyone up to speed and kind of like let mm -hmm. us know what the tone of the show is going to be. Right. But I think the most recent episode that I've watched, which was episode seven, I think was was really well written. I really enjoyed that episode. Um, That's good to know because I, I haven't watched that yet. But I. Um, what's episode I, five? I think it was. Was it the one with Neville, or is it okay, the one? I think that was it. Yeah, because you I haven't seen some... Carly's birthday episode. Oh, I did. That was episode five. I'm sorry. That was six. Episode six oh. was her her birthday. Okay, so then I've seen up to episode six. Then okay, I I don't know what episode five was. It might have been Neville. I think that might have been Neville too. Um, that one I had some issues with, and I can talk about those in a second. Not issues. I I say it like I'm like oh. Talk gotta, about him now. We're gonna Go have a it. problem here. No, um, <laughs> no. I just like the so the show is geared towards adults. It's not, which is the first, really the first reboot of its kind to do that. Um, there have been so many, you know, reboots that are like, oh, this is for the people that watched it before, but they're still kids shows. Example: Fuller House. That that's yeah. still a kids show. You can watch it as an adult, and I did, and I really appreciated it um, as an adult, but this is the first show that I would say it's not for kids. Like, it is not for kids. Why would you say that? Uh, not why. I why mean, would you say that, Nick? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? Well, just the very first episode, um, the first two minutes of the episode, you looking at Jerry Trainer's ass. 
like oh, that's true. naked <laughs> and they're talking about like sex and drinking and you Cursing see Freddie drunk which is like yeah there's yeah absolutely and like I mean kids can watch it I'm just saying this show is not written for kids by any in any way like it's not written with kids in mind they've really gone places um that kids like this would not air on nickelodeon is what i'm trying to get at which is where it aired the first time um so i love that my issue with the episode is not that it's geared towards adults i love that i love that this is something really innovative that they're doing um, and you're referring but, to the the Neville episode, right? Well, I mean, they're doing that in every episode. But my thing with the Neville episode is the plot is so juvenile. Like, Carly, a 30-year-old woman, thinks that Neville's bride, spoiler alert, is a robot. And she's genuinely trying to prove that he she is a robot when she's very much like you see her, she's a human being. And I know the whole trope with, like, Neville being, like, you know, an evil genius and very good with technology, but it's like, that was so unrealistic to me. Yeah. And just, it, I mean, it was, if you want to say it was very like campy and very like tongue in cheek, that's fine. And it was honestly a good episode. Um, and I was hooked to be honest. I was like, is she a robot? And like, that can like happen in, you know, in fantasy TV shows, but like, that was just kind of like, really like. She's so I, I think that kind of goes along with what I said about the, the first couple episodes, the writers of the show. And I don't know if the writers, if any of the writers are the same or if they came over from the Nickelodeon series to the Paramount Plus series. Um, but I think the writing of the show for the first couple episodes had to be like, where are all the characters? And I feel like the Neville episode had to be like, this is where Neville is now and where he's been. And right. I feel like then they had to, they like, here's this character. Now let's develop a plot around it versus like, here's right. this thought we can work this character in and I feel like that's kind of been a force for some of like the um you know not the main cast but the recurring characters like um oh what's her name um Nora the, Nora, oh, Nora just kind of showed up he just showed up in an episode but and and you know the lines she had made sense and kind of the behaviors she had made sense but i couldn't help but feel like it was a little bit forced into the plot right don't they have like a restraining order against her was she uh, just allowed maybe. to like show i think well, she was in jail show. yeah and she's just allowed to show up in the coffee shop that happens to be also i hold on i i forget what they're it's like seattle bucks or something or sky bucks i'm not 100 percent sure what it is um why are we not at the groovy smoothie True. I want to. Oh, see that's the a really good point. Smoothie. That that's is a, like bring back Tebow. Yeah, I mean that would be a. <laughs> I think that would be a more realistic way of bringing back a character, like because obviously if Tebow owns the Groovy Smoothie, Skybuck probably still be working there. But yeah, what are? Bucks, yeah. Is that what? It, is it Skybucks? Skybucks. She works at Skybucks. Uh, Which is uh, interesting because that yeah. is the that's the name of one of. I don't know why I remember this, but that's the name of. Um, Spencer's uh, uh, when he makes the giant cup of coffee in the in the first show. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I just did a quick quick search, and yeah, Skybox is. But is that where? Um, and there are a couple of new characters too. Um, I'm trying to remember their names. Jaden Triplett is the actress. Um, yes. or <laughs> this is so bad. Um. Lace, Lacey Mosley and Jaden Triplett are new cast members. 
Um, so we have our first guest. I'm sorry, we have our first guest on the show. My dad is joining us. <laughs> I'm done upstairs, yes. Gary Gervasi, everybody. That is staying in there. So, so Lacey Mosley plays Harper, who is um, iCarly, I Carly, is Carly's best <laughs> friend. And, and Jaden Triplett plays Melissa, uh, Millicent, not Maleficent, Millicent. Um, I just combined Nickelodeon and Disney. What does that mean? Is that, am I in legal trouble? Mm, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, similar characters because um, Millicent has like a very like. Uh, well, Millicent is, is Freddie's daughter. Daughter, stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. But she has a kind of like, she's very devious. It reminds me of Megan from Drake and Josh. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. She's got a sweet side to her though too that Megan really didn't show that often. And when she did, it was a big deal. Right. Right. But yeah. She's Megan like a millennial Megan. Yes. She's a millennial Megan. Absolutely. And actually that kind of brings me to another point that I was going to make where, um, so we talked about how the first couple, or I talked about the first couple episodes, I felt like they had to kind of, they, or they made it so that here are the characters and we're going to just kind of finagle the plot around the characters. They did that for Nora a little bit. They did it for Neville. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other characters that they brought in. I feel like they brought in Principal Franklin and he just kind of like showed up. Yeah, that was really weird. If my high school principal ever showed up at my door to give me a letter, <laughs> to give me a letter, I just thought that was weird and not weird. Like it's just like forced. Um, same with like maybe not, but like Freddie's mom is still there. Honestly, that one's not that forced because like if she, she still just lives showed up in the first episode, right? Yeah, but if she still lives across the hall, like that, that's normal. Right, right. For her to be there. Yeah, but I feel like they hear the characters, finagle the plot, and then finally in episode seven, it felt like, okay, here's a plot that makes sense for its time. I'm not going to spoil what happens in the episode, but it makes sense for something that could potentially happen today. And if like a web show was happening today or... um I don't know. It just made, it made like the conflict, the main conflict in the episode seven, which you haven't seen and maybe our listeners haven't seen, um, felt like realistic versus, you know, like you said, it didn't feel juvenile like the Neville episode did. Um, that's good so to know. I, I hope that, you know, for the rest of the season, that's how it goes. Again, my Paramount Plus free trial expired, but um, <laughs> you, you can use my, I, I don't, <laughs> now that I think about it, I, I think I have an account. I don't think it's a free trial because it also I also used to use um I used to watch the Big Brother live stream. Um the Paramount live feed Plus was made from CBS All Access, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So I think I have it. So you can I'll give you my password. I on the opposite and I want to talk about a little bit about like what you said like this episode seven which I haven't seen seems a little bit more realistic I do think there are some things they've done realistically I like that Carly doesn't and Freddie for that matter they don't have much going for them right now like they're kind of yeah. just like they're obviously and I'm saying this in terms of like they they're just kind of like they don't have like partners they don't have they have their friends and they're kind of like 
honestly wash-ups a little bit when they're like <laughs> I mean Carly for sure she was this internet celebrity and now she's like I don't know if I can do it anymore like would it people seems even like, remember me yeah it seems like she still has the celebrity because in one of the episodes she kind of uses iCarly to um, talk about uh, Spencer's art and it seems like she still has the following that's true but it it yeah it seems like they haven't really it seems like they've come in a circle. So like when we left them, you know, Carly was going to Italy and um, with her dad and, every, and you know, we don't really know what happened to Freddie and Sam and Spencer, but I mean, I feel like Spencer's kind of made a more linear path and by no means is life linear. You know, it's more kind of like an up and down. This is kind of what happens. There's no straight line of what you should be doing in life, but it seems like, yeah, Spencer's rich. Yes, I found that was interesting. Like he's loaded. And the way he got loaded was spontaneous combustion. I won't say yes. Yes. What it was, but yeah, there was a nice little, there was a nice little political commentary there that I liked a lot um, (laughs) that they threw in there um, with that. And that's how he got famous. Um, Yeah. And, And then Freddie. He has a lot of baggage now. He's got, yeah. And he I feel like he's that. come full circle. He's come all the way back to now, you know, like living you said, they don't have a lot going. Yeah, living, living Imagine with living with your parents after school. <laughs> I can't, I don't, what's, what's that like? I have no We're idea. We're both in our childhood bedrooms, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but something that I think they do really, really well is having, iCarly I is the show, the web show. It's not even a web show anymore. It's very different and it's very 2021. It's, she has a channel. She calls it a channel now and they record it on their phone and she doesn't always do it in the studio. I think in episode three at the art gallery, she does iCarly from, um, th- from the museum that Spencer's right. art is in. Um, it's very much with the times which i think is interesting because back when iCarly was on air the original show it didn't seem very very realistic i used to think well they wouldn't be famous because they have a web show like that's ridiculous like this isn't like really a thing also what they meet celebrities and they sign autographs like they're just these two girls from seattle doing a web show but fast that's because youtube was founded in 2005 and there wasn't really vloggers or anything until much later Absolutely. But then fast forward to now, web stars are probably some of the biggest celebrities in the world, at least for Gen Z. And they're even doing like things that I thought were so stupid back on iCarly, like the whole fight with um, Shelby Marks played by Victoria Justice. Look at the Paul brothers are now fighting and Bryce Hall just fought someone and they're influencers online. So they really did that predict the future in a way and like even <laughs> like, like the simpsons episode, there's an episode yes <laughs> there's an episode with michelle obama on the original iCarly. i'm like yeah like the president would ever like or the the um first lady would ever you know interact with like blah 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 fast forward and i know this is a little different but olivia rodrigo is at the white house promoting the vaccine um for covid19 and you have um uh, Addison Ray going up to Donald Trump and that, you know, right. that's, that's been a controversial issue recently. And I'm just going to put it out there right now that I do not like him 
and I don't like the the platform of hate that he stands on. Um, it's so looking back, iCarly is so like the original show is so realistic, and right. I think they're doing a good job of that now. Her her account is essentially TikTok, really. Right. Her, not even it's vlogging. I think the like I said a little bit before, the one critique I have with that is that I wish they would remind us more that she has a web show or has a channel or has a, a following because I feel like I forget she is even famous in that universe because the web because I feel like every episode of the original series you would see Carly and Sam filming a episode of iCarly or doing right. something for iCarly but these plots haven't been like that, but again, I think establishing the characters, figuring out, reestablishing the world that we're in, and then maybe, you know, episode seven was the beginning of, because uh, episode seven actually did have a character who wanted to be on iCarly, the, the show, like okay. the, the, the web series, whatever. So, you know, maybe we're starting to get back into it, um, but have there been other series that, or if, if I don't know if you want to talk more about iCarly, um, but have there been other series that have been rebooted that you've been have thoughts on like yeah in general yes i i just have one more thing to say on iCarly and i think this is a good transition to the other shows is that i know fans want to see a certain thing like they might want to see the web show they might want to see sam even though Jeanette mccurdy has decided that she's not going to return to the show but if we're making it realistic not all of these characters are going to come back. Not all of them are going to stay the same. Like I know for sure that I am not the same person that I was in middle school. And think about your middle school best friends. Are you best friends with them? Like still, maybe you are, I don't know, but I know I'm not, I don't really see them anymore, but yes, Carly and Sam were such good friends, but I think the way they kind of like, Oh, the biker gang that she joined, like she's living her dream and she's not going to come back. I think, Personally, I think Sam would come back for iCarly. So I think a more realistic and as devastating as this is for fans, and maybe it's a controversial opinion, would have been to say they just grew apart. Because that is what happens with really good friends. It just, that's the thing. Right. I don't know. Um, but I, yes, to answer your question, I've watched Fuller House. Um, I've watched, I'm watching American Horror Stories, which isn't a reboot, but it's a spinoff. Um, I watched the first couple of episodes of Raven's Home, which was a spinoff of That's So Raven. Or, yeah, a reboot. Sorry, not a spinoff. A reboot of That's So Raven. What about you? I'm trying to think. I've watched Fuller House. Fuller House kept the same formula. Um, I feel like it was, you know, exposition, you know, tension rises and then ends with a hug. I feel like that's how Fuller House <laughs> stayed. Same as Full House. I I make fun of the show a lot, but you know it works um, for an for a certain audience. I think it's a little bit cheesy, but you know it works. It always been it you know worked mm -hmm. well. Um, Will and Grace. I love Will and Grace. I got into Will and Grace freshman year of high school, or not high okay. school, freshman year of college. Um, that would be the show that I just binged for some reason. I found it. I mm -hmm. love sitcoms. I'm a big sitcom fan. Um, so. I kind of watched all of the original seasons was like, okay, it ended. And then I heard they're being like brought back and I was just, they were, they were back for three seasons and it was great. I just love those characters. Um, I think it's a hilarious show. Um, it was a, it was a monumental show for their time being that two of the main characters were openly gay. Um, I didn't know that actually. I, I knew one of them was, was it yeah. Will? So Will and 
Jack. If you say Grace, I'm gonna okay. <laughs> Will and Jack are gay, um, and so they're, okay. they're two like, and they don't make a big deal about it. It's just a part of them, and that's just that's really cool. We follow their stories, and so I don't know. It, I I really enjoy that show. I'm trying to think of what other shows have been um, revived, but I think with High School Musical, movie, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, what about both? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's interesting. It's it's not completely a revival. I would say it's more of a spinoff, but yeah. uh, taking the same concept that was successful and then making it into something else, I think is. And I think overall, the transition from normal cable to all of these streaming services has kind of been the reason why all these revivals are happening. Um, you know that that's that's my opinion. I don't think it's the the end all be all reason that it's happening, but I think it provides a little bit of, um, you know, a new idea doesn't necessarily have to be completely new um, in order to get people. And I think that revivals are getting people to switch or, or, or buy a subscription to a service too. For instance, you know, I did a free trial for Paramount Plus just because if I wanted to see what the new iCarly was going to be like. Um, right. But I don't know. I think it's interesting that so many things are being brought back with these streaming services. Yeah, no, it's definitely, as a marketing person, it's definitely, uh, um, they're doing that intentionally by not putting um, the shows on TV. Although I will say, so I was watching Friends the other night on TV, like regular TV. Um, wow, I'm really just, I really am getting old <laughs> that I'm still watching cable. What? <laughs> um, no, I, no, I think there are still people that have cable. I do for Big Brother, um, but anyways, I was watching Friends, and there was an ad saying the first episode of the new iCarly is going to be shown on, I believe, Nick at Night. Um, oh, really? On cable, and I was that's interesting because I don't think a streaming service has ever done that where um, they've taken their show and allowed it. Oh, you know what? It might be on CBS. It might be on CBS, and that would make sense because Paramount Plus, because Big Brother's on CBS. That might have been what I was watching. Um, but Nickelodeon but, is a is a CBS Viacom property, so it yeah, could so, still be right, on Nickelodeon. So, yeah, but I just I can't see them putting swears on Nick at Night. Even I don't think. I mean, they can say like ass on Friends, but I don't think they're like dropping f bombs. But I don't know if iCarly is either. No, I don't think they've dropped f bombs yet. Maybe they will. But yeah, what do you? So you said I'm so old, I still have cable. <laughs> What do you think about the transition? I have my own thoughts. What do you think of the transitioning from, you know, typical cable to now you have to have, you know, a subscription to Netflix, a subscription to Hulu, a subscription to Disney Plus, a subscription to, you know, ESPN Plus or Paramount Plus or Discovery Plus? And why are we adding plus to everything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, um, I feel like they're adding plus to everything because you have to get Netflix plus Disney plus Hulu plus Paramount, honestly. Yeah, so that's my only qualm with it. Like, I understand this is where we're going, and I think it makes sense. Like, it's a great idea, the streaming, like, you pay, and then you get all of these things. But I wish it were a little bit more like music streaming services where the music is on each one and you pick one. Because can Mm -hmm. you imagine if you had to buy Spotify to listen to one artist and then apple music to listen to another like i would hate that and that's essentially what we're doing with 
TV show streaming services. And it's really just bringing us right back to cable where it's each a different channel. Like each show is on a different channel, but the channels are streaming services. And you have to pay for each channel. It's like pay-per-view at this point. Yeah, honestly. Like, so that's annoying because I have, you know, Hulu for uh, Love, Victor. I have um, Hulu for American. I'm actually using my cousins for both of these. So I uh, (laughs) shout out to Kaylee. Um, for American Horror Stories, um, but then Paramount Plus for uh, Carly. But I, I'm curious to see what you might have, what were you were going to say? I'm curious to see what you were going to well, say. Well, I, I, I agree. I think it was nice, although cable was expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was nice you paid one thing, it was one bill, and you got access to all of these things. I feel like now, and, you know, I still haven't, you know, the phrase is cut, cut the cord from cable now that people are using. I still, my family still doesn't cut the cord, although we're trying to figure out what would be best for us. But yet we still have paying for cable, paying for Netflix, paying for Hulu, paying for Amazon Prime or Prime Video, Amazon Prime Video. There's, you know, we're paying for all these. So it's just, I think they need, it's great for the, the company but it's not so great for the consumer, which I feel like you brought up music streaming. It's the opposite for music stream, for music streaming because music streaming, you pay for one service, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple Music, whether it be um, YouTube Music, you know, whatever, what have you. Um, but the artists, the laws and the ways that artists can make money is not, has not caught up. It's great for Apple and great for Spotify and great for Google who owns YouTube music, but it's not necessarily great for the artist. So I feel like the way television and entertainment is going, it's great for the companies and potentially great for like the production crews and, the and anyone involved too, and the actors because you pay for, you know, you pay for this, the, the access to the content which you kind of were doing in a way, I don't know the nitty gritty of it with cable, but now, you know, I don't know, you're just paying for every single one. Um, That's yeah, honestly. And I think Taylor Swift tried this for a little while or not tried. She was successful with this. Um, She didn't put her music on streaming services on, I think Spotify because they weren't paying artists I don't know if I have this, this was a a why I think it was like in 2015, they weren't paying artists um, enough money for their music or or maybe they weren't paying at all. I'm not hundred percent sure. And she said like, yeah, something with the ethics was not, was not right. right. She was like, I'm okay because I'm an established um, artist and I can, I have other avenues in which I can make my money, but people that are just starting out and getting, you know, three cents per stream or however much it is, um, are never going to be able to establish themselves, and that's wrong. You're really making money off of their craft, and they're not going to see the benefits from it, and which, not just that they're not going to see the benefits, um, but they're not going to be able to continue doing that and creating. If Alone. So you you're really exploiting them. You have to keep your, you have to keep your day job. Yeah, you, you, you're exploiting them and also burning them out. Right. So. Um, Imagine if every record label had their own streaming service. That's kind of basically what the TV and movie streaming service was like, is like right now. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that. Not even every artist, but yeah, every record label had their own. And who knows, we could be going in that direction. Although I think music and 
visual TV and movies is kind of going. I think music is more consumed because you consume it like wherever you are. You can right. you can be driving listening to music, but I agree. I think that might actually be better for artists, but I would personally not like that as a you know listener of music. You know that if I'm like oh I have to listen to Lady Gaga on Interscope Plus, which is her record label, right. um, but I would have to listen to. Um, let me think. I like Rachel Platten. I think she's awesome, and she's on. Oh, she was. I don't know if she uses that label anymore. I'm trying to think. Well, Harry Styles is on Columbia Records. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know. And you so, have yeah. One Republic who's on, One Republic who shot them out, my favorite band. Um, Columbia, Mosley, and Interscope are their labels. So what happens Oh, they have there? multiple? They have That's multiple. That's interesting. So then what happens there? I just wish, okay, you know what? I'm so down for the streaming. Love it. I just wish they'd pay their artists more. Right. That's that really is the bottom line. Right. I, I also have something that is interesting. In regards to music, I was listening to um, another podcast the other day, and they were saying that um, before streaming services, artists would go on tour to promote their albums because album sales was how they made most of their money. Because when you go right. on tour, you have, you know, the venues take a bit and the production team takes a bit and, you know, you know, what, what, what have you. Now, since streaming has become a thing, artists go on tour because that's where most of the money is made. 100%. Album sales doesn't really, you know, make them a whole lot. It's going on tour, ticket sales. And I don't, you know, it depends. There's, there's some, you know, details that I'm not really familiar with about, you know, how much of a cut from ticket ticket sales they get. Um, but, you know, selling things like merchandise and, you know, things like that is that's how they make money now. Yeah. Which is and that's really why the pandemic, the, the during the pandemic, you saw a lot of merch, like the Chromatica era um, for Lady Gaga. They had, and Bobby- Campbell Can you guys tell an, uh, Nick is a huge Lady Gaga fan? Yes, this is, I, it was going to come out eventually. Um, Bobby <laughs> Campbell, who is her manager, and honestly, one of, probably one of the most ethical and just best managers in that industry, um, had a 18 month, uh, it, they had planned for 18 month, a massive rollout for this album. Like, I don't know if, for people that remember what Born This Way was like back in 2011, it was everywhere and they were going to do that with Chromatica. Um, but it got, obviously a lot of it was not, a lot of it was not able to happen because of the pandemic. But so there was a lot of merch that era. And obviously like people that aren't fans w- wouldn't know that, but we had everything from Chromatica soaps to Chromatica pillows to just everything, like anything you could possibly think of. There were jock straps and thongs which like she knows her market. I yes, I personally <laughs> did not purchase either of those because that's not really me. But um, I will tell you right now, I have my, I'm looking at my Chromatica pillow. I'm looking at my Chromatica keychain and under my bed would be the 72 Chromatica hoodies. I bought, no, I didn't buy 72, but I have a <laughs> lot of Chromatica merch. Um, but merch is a big way for them to make money now, um, especially because they weren't able to tour. And like a lot right. of artists have makeup lines now. She's one of them. But um, Selena Gomez has Rare Beauty, Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. Obviously, I just said House Labs by Lady Gaga. But like, that's how they make their money. Right. I also think it's interesting, um, you know, in trying to figure out how, how people make their money, that as a consumer, this is going back to TV and movies, I 
subscribe to Hulu or my family subscribes to Hulu, right? And I have to, I have the subscription and then I have to pay more if I don't want commercials. Don't you think that's interesting? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you're paying for cable and then you still have commercials, but like Netflix doesn't have commercials. Disney plus doesn't have commercials. It's just interesting that like some of the, some of the, uh, the streaming services, and this is not telling me telling the streaming services to give commercials to everyone. So then they have to pay a premium but <laughs> to get rid of them. But like, it's interesting that like Hulu, and I think, I think Amazon has, does the same thing where you have to pay more, you, you pay a baseline and then you have to pay more to not have commercials. I don't know. That could just be me. And, you know, and then I'll Paramount stop plus my plus. rant here because I feel like I'm getting, yeah, Paramount Plus Plus. Um, <laughs> and then I think it's interesting too, but this kind of makes sense. Um, but, and I don't know all the finances behind it, but you get, I get, I have HBO Max and, and a movie that just came out, it's in theaters right now is Space Jam Legacy. That's, War that's a Warner Brothers thing. And Warner, Warner that's a Brothers, wild concept to that movie to me. I don't, it is. Like they it's, really mash two things <laughs> together, which is like I mean, really it's a, cool. You know, it's a it's a sequel, right? I mean, it's an unrelated sequel. I did sequel. not know that. So I did so not know that. Michael Jordan was in the first one. They got Looney Tunes and basketball, and the kind of you know animated world mixed with you know basketball. And then LeBron James is in this one. So it's 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 a sequel. They're kind of unrelated, although they are. There are I saw it the other day. There are some references to each other, but or to the first one. But for HBO Max. Again, owned by Warner Brothers. I don't have to pay more to access, um, well, Space Jam Legacy, which is currently in theaters, and watch it in my home. If I do that for Disney Plus, I have to pay more to watch Black Widow, which is currently in theaters. So again, I, I probably should have. I mean, I didn't know we'd be talking about this, but. We, I should probably look, go and look at like the difference baseline that I'm paying for each streaming service to see how they compare. But I think it's interesting the ways that these companies are doing it, where you have to do a premium if you're going to watch, um, you know, something that's in theaters currently, which honestly, that makes sense because it's like, you know, you have, if you rent a movie on demand, you have to pay for it, even though you're paying Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, we live, we in, live a in a society. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. And with the HBO Max, I don't have to. But I don't know. HBO has also been known is known for their being the home box office, which is H what HBO stands for. Um I did not know that. Movies. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. Maybe I could That's just cool. should just bite my tongue. But no, I think I think that was, you know, I mean it's a very relevant topic and it's Obviously, it's not like a unique concern. You're not the only one that's thinking about this. Um, uh, but I wonder if there will be bundles. Like I would, I know, I've heard of that. Because obviously, so Disney is owning the world currently, and they have ESPN and Hulu, and obviously Disney Plus. And there's the Disney bundle, which I believe right now is $13.99 for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. But I'm curious if because other companies are very much their own thing. Like Netflix, I can't see Netflix merging with anything else. Um, fun know, fact about them. I have a fun fact. Yes. Did you know that um, 
about Netflix? Just make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah. Um, uh, they approached Blockbuster. Blockbuster, the like video rental store. For those young and um, listening, Blockbuster, you used to be a physical store where you'd have to go in to buy a used to be VHS tape to rent a movie or DVD player to, or DVD to rent a movie. Anyway, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, and they were super popular. They were everywhere. Netflix approached Blockbuster with their idea to um at the time it was um sending out videos i believe because that's how netflix started it wasn't streaming um saying like making it more digital basically blockbuster said would you like to buy this idea from us and blockbuster said no it's a stupid idea and they rejected it interesting netflix is the sole reason that blockbuster no longer exists interesting and i just find that wild so it's really there is a lesson in like just you know future proofing anticipating your yeah it's yeah it's anticipating change instead of you know being able to adapt i think anticipating is the best way to do it than adapting and if you're not adapting you're out of business um yeah and well anyway my my previous point there was just i wonder if companies will bundle to make it easier on the consumer because i feel like you know you have all these you're you know, you're paying all these different things, streaming services, cable, whatever, versus just having everything all in one. Um, and yeah, also, I think it's interesting that Netflix used to be similar to Blockbuster, but not really because it wasn't a physical store. You would mail, you would like order a DVD online it'd come in the mail and then you'd send it back. Kind of like Redbox. Yes. It happened to yes. Redbox. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Well, it's, I think Redbox's decline was their lack of, um, well, first of all, the fact that like Netflix, you know, you can just like watch, you can stream right. it, but also just like when you go to Redbox, like at the time, for its time, it was convenient, um, because you could drop it off anywhere. It didn't, but now like they had what, like 20 movies at a time, which isn't really a lot. Right. And I think all the companies that started making the movies would license them to Redbox and Redbox wasn't its own thing. And now the companies that are making the movies like Warner Brothers, you know, like, you know, Paramount, like, you know, I don't know, Netflix, is just, they're not loaning them the titles anymore. So, yeah, that's true. Too. We're getting the wrap-up message from our producer. Um, Justin, do you have any final thoughts on um, reboots or streaming services or... Um, music uh well i've enjoyed i just i've enjoyed re- the reboots and i know people are like oh no one's coming up with any new ideas anymore but i think people are being very creative with different reboots and revivals and um i don't know i've i've enjoyed it one reboot that i want to talk about quickly and it's just the one statement is one of my favorite sitcoms was how i met your mother and hulu is creating a spin-off of that which is same concept similar different cast um and the creators of the show are, are producing, but it's going to be How I Met Your Father. Hilary Duff is the main character. Ooh. And I'm really excited about that. So I don't know. I, I like the reboots. I like revivals. Um, I also like new ideas. I don't think there is a lack of creativity in the industry. Um, but I, the issue I do have is just trying to figure out a way where maybe we can start bundling things. Because as a consumer, I think it's 
easier to have everything maybe on or more things on one bill versus five different bills from five different streaming services coming in yeah i agree and my last thought is um just more of an announcement that i it was very on brand with today's uh discussion uh big time rush just announced that they're doing a reboot i never watched that show but they do have some bangers they're doing a live concert that's the way they're rebooting so i don't know if it's going to be a show but they're they're doing a live concert two nights um but yeah really everybody's doing reboots and with that said um point of do plus will be out in 2045 (laughs) (laughs) no that's my last in 2045 i don't even want to think about that how old will we be I don't. I don't do recreational. It'll be our math. final thought. I don't do recreational math. If you want to do it before it. <laughs> what? Well, what are we in now? Twenty. Let's just make it um, twenty forty one. Let's add twenty years. So I'm twenty. I'll be forty three in twenty twenty one. Okay, I'll be forty two. All right. Wow. I hope we're doing this podcast still. That'd be Point fun. Of 40 to, well, we have to stop first to make it a reboot. Yes, this is true. Well, we'll see what happens. But let's start up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, we want to thank our producer for all the work that he does. And um, we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.